Welcome everybody to the pilot episode. Uh, we did this show because I am deeply passionate in uh, finding my own potential, but also helping others find their own potential. And uh, and, and what that means, essentially unpacking that is, is finding and, and helping others reach success and happiness and understanding and, and exploring the relationship between both of those concepts. So we're going to bring in a couple of guests each month, um, and and also have a chat with with my my good mate Nick Quinn each month to discuss these ideas and and learn from others who have reached much higher success and happiness than we have, um, so that you guys can take away and I can take away the tips, tools, and techniques that they've implemented to reach those heights in the hope that we can improve our lives and, and for us to reach our own potential. So thank you very much for coming along with the, in the journey. And um, this episode, I sit down with Nick Quinn, my very good mate. Um, we've been friends for, for over 10 years. He is my Ultraman team captain. I speak to him on the daily, so I hope it is worthwhile. I'm sure about three people will be listening to it in the, in the early stages, but that is totally fine. Um, so sit back and enjoy. This is uh, the pilot episode of the podcast. The podcast. And um, I presume myself and my mother will be the ones listening to this. Correct. So I appreciate your time. It's all right. And if you want to shout out to Jude, by all means. Oh, wow. Jude will only listen because I'm on here. 100%. <laughs> Wouldn't have listened otherwise. There'll still be a thousand listens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably our most listened up episode because of Jude. <laughs> she is a Nick Quinn fan. Anyway, so I worked out that we have been mates for around 10 years now. And we, I would say, talk on the daily, if not every other day. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's a, whether it'd be a surprise to others or, but a lot of the chat is superfluous. But also then there becomes a time where we get fairly deep very quickly about particular topics. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good summary. We've been on, I mean, other than being mates, um, you know, you are my team captain for Ultramed and we've done three of those now and we've been successful three times thanks to your tutelage <laughs> and guidance. Uh, we've been on a, num a number of road trips with other races, Jarvis Bay, uh, the Kosciuszko. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate uh, to have you as a mate. Yeah, I was actually um, thinking about this journey um, the other day, and I don't know if you remember, but Ultraman Australia, your very first Ultraman, I actually was only originally going to be in the car, I think it was one day, because I had other stuff on other commitments um and towards right towards the end um i think with permission from my wife we um i was then available for all three days and so sliding doors moment i think without that um if if it had a proceeded that i only sort of rocked up for one day maybe the whole uh definitely the ultraman just journey might have been different um, for me not for you I, I don't think I've done too much but um, in terms wouldn't have changed anything for our friendship but um, 
yeah, just it was an interesting thing I was I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, that is. I didn't know. I I don't recall that. So, I'm not sure if you had someone else planned to be in the car um, for those days, and that fell through, or what what the circumstances were. But yeah, I remember I was I was very much only meant to be one or two days, not the full three. Yeah, and it all changed at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. You you downplay that, and I know that's because you're modest. You know how much you heavy lift that whole three days every time. Um, but I guess more on a friendship side, you know, you know, I feel like, you know, we, ah, oh, well, I speak for myself, you know, the most about me that I don't, I think anyone else does in the world, which is unique. I think as a late 30 year old <laughs> to be able to have a mate like that to be just so and to i guess that comes from a level of trust in the saying that i can tell you anything and i know that that we've cultivated an environment where there's no judgment and you're there to help and support yeah and i think also it comes from a place of like you talk you hear sometimes people saying like you want friends that will celebrate your wins as their own and i've there's not too many people that i can think of that i celebrate more than for your successes yeah and when you win in life i genuinely like i can't explain that that i genuinely feel that it's like it's mine and um you know whether it's i don't know whether it's something happens at home with the kids or whether it's you at work or whatever i it, it's almost like i'm um, that's happening to me yeah Obviously, a lot of males do struggle with um, being open with other males, and I think you've helped me open up to you, and hopefully that's um, allowed me to open up to others and be a better person. But I think um, the fact that it's as you get older, you get a smaller and smaller circle, and you become more reliant on that circle if that makes sense to you it's 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 a tighter environment and to be able to have someone who can be that sort of go-to all-in-ones type person is probably pretty rare and probably something that doesn't exist a lot in the world but thankfully i think we've got it for sure so with that being said i would like to be able to along this podcast journey we have a chat every month outside of the other event, other episodes. And we talk about a specific topic of that month. And we've done it in the past where we've been talking about something and be like, oh man, I wish we could record that because it's, you know, it's, there's some value there that I think a lot of other people, both male, men and women can take from. Um, and not to suggest that we are, we profess the answers, <laughs> but it certainly is the, uh, the, the stepping stone or the starting point of a good discussion about particularly just life in general. Potentially a lot of the conversations we have and the problems in inverted commas we try and tackle, um, but they're not unique. Um, and if nothing else, to have people know that they're not alone in some of those sort of troubles or, or opportunities or whatever they might be in that come their way in life, it's, um, hopefully that helps as well. So Nick Quinn, you are born in Gimpy. Born at Gympie. Now um, reside in northern Brisbane. Yeah. On the water. On the water. I spent the first 17 years of my life pretty much exclusively 
there. Um, one of three boys, um, and you know, we as growing up, we didn't want for anything, but we weren't extremely well off. Um, when I look at you know what kids experience today, the furthest we travelled as a kid was Brisbane. Um, I the first plane ride I ever went on was to Sydney when I paid for it myself at the age of 20. Um, but in saying that, you know, our parents dedicated a lot to us and we, you know, we were very sporty kids and traveled the region, the wide Bay region playing any sport we could get our hands on. And, and that was our life effectively. Um, we had a, had a really good childhood and and grew up in a great family, um, but yeah, we weren't we weren't wealthy by any stretch. Um, and pretty much as soon as I finished school, might have been the day of, I um, packed up my whatever it was, nineteen eighty eight Ford Falcon, and drove to Brisbane. Um, I was done with the small town and and wanted to get out of there and came to Brisbane to study engineering um, and did a dual degree in environmental science and civil engineering um, straight through. So it was a four years of punish to try and get two degrees in four years and um, went straight from there into the workforce. Um, and that was that's pretty much it um, for sort of the... the I guess my youth period, um, spent time in Brisbane, um, working, um, and then, um, actually through getting involved into triathlon, met my wife, Emma, um, and we've now got two kids, Cooper and Isabella, who are seven and three. So, and, um, yes, yeah, said we uh, live, um, north side of Brisbane, um, and, I guess without uh, without putting it up in lights, we're I think we're at a good spot in life. The kids are just got to that good age where they're fun and and they've come out of the real um, baby sort of phase, but they still uh, want to hang out with mum and dad. They don't find us too uncool yet. So yeah, it's um, things are going pretty good. And I guess the purpose, I think the the idea or the focus of this episode as the pilot episode is to center around what this podcast is sort of focusing on in my view. And that's the relationship with success and happiness. And they're so, those ideas are obviously so subjective in terms of how someone would perceive how to obtain or if they can obtain success or happiness. Um, but would love to talk to you today about, I guess the, those ideals, those ideas generally, what they mean to you, what you're trying to what you're trying to achieve at the moment, um, and I guess the relationship between, for you, that relationship between success and happiness, generally. I guess success for the longest time, for me, has been um, compartmentalized as almost that success on a work front success on a family front success um as me myself in as in who i am um 
they're almost measured differently in the different parts of my life. Um, success in work was, I've been very driven to try and climb the corporate ladder historically, um, almost to a fault at times, but that, that traditional view of what success looks like of have the high power, high paying job with the the wife and the two plus five, 2.5 kids and the expensive German car and the blah, 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 blah. That, um, that I guess is the, the portrait that you're given potentially growing up as what, as what success is and what you should strive for and the reason why you go to uni and the reason why you do all those things. Um, I only recently have, I probably unpacked that success doesn't equal happiness or the traditional view of success or the portrait of what success is doesn't necessarily equal happiness is that because you think and i'll take a time to ask this question in long form so you can wipe your brow (laughs) um do you think that uh you come to that realization because you have reached that period of time in your life where a lot of those boxes have been ticked and not to suggest you're unhappy, but yeah. that it's like you've, you've got, you've reached a certain level and gone because from externally people would look at yourself and myself and go, man, that they're, they're, uh, they're two really successful people, maybe in different ways. Yeah. And that's what I think is beautiful about us is that, you know, where we, we, are so close, but our lives are, you know, it's similar in a lot of ways, but also different in others. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I don't, I, people laugh about that I got a job. <laughs> I don't think you laugh about it now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't have an office job. And you were there when I was leaving law and, and going to do that, to do my own thing full time. And that was at the expense of a corporate ladder and a, and a high flying, high, high, wage job yeah whereas you've been extremely successful probably again your humility um comes through there that nobody really understands how successful you have been in a corporate space but you probably downplay that in the sense of you don't look at that it's every single moment every decision every com- every conversation you've had at work that's built that trust or built that pathway to your success but so tell me about that realization for you in terms of going, well, success doesn't equal happiness there for you. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's come incrementally, but only recently. Um, and it, it's come a little bit from the, the outcomes of what I used to measure and the thrill that that used to give me is not there anymore. So. I was very driven by a new position, a new role uh, in my line of work, you know, a new client, a new contract, a new line of business. And I could, that was a very clear piece that I could measure as uh, that's a successful outcome. And that would get you amped. That would get, there's a buzz associated with that. Not so much anymore. Do you think um, that's, in light or that's because you've become more self-aware in recent time yeah absolutely and and i think my mind 
and my position in life has allowed me to view more things. So as I've climbed a corporate ladder, uh, I've actually realized now what's being, what's involved in being a CEO. I don't think I want that. That, so suddenly then those boxes that I was checking as success, as what success looked like, because they were taking me to the end goal that I thought I wanted. Um, now that, that same end, that end goal has shifted. That's not necessarily what I want. And therefore I think the success piece or those milestones and those things that get you excited, the wins, um, they just don't attract the same, the same outcome, I guess. So do you think like, so you're saying that what you thought or what you projected to be the end goal of happiness was, let's say a five-step process of success. Yeah. And you've realized that, well, the end of that is no longer, I can see that it's not going to be, that's not the answer of happiness. Yeah. So have you sort of with, have you twisted, have you flipped that and to go, well, now I'm, I'm wanting to focus on what, where happiness is going to lie. The traditional view of success doesn't equal happiness. Mm. Um, so, and I think, you know, most multimillionaires will probably tell you a similar thing in terms of they strive so hard to become a millionaire and then when they get it, they're, it's actually a letdown and a disappointment and empty. they're empty, there's nothing there. They don't know what to do with themselves. Um, so by by actually trying to focus on what does bring you happiness versus what you're meant to do in terms of being successful, um, I think then drives you into different spaces and approaches life differently. But you have to unpack, I guess, what you think is going to make you happy first. Yeah, and that's that's in itself a confronting question, right? To, 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 to think, well, what... What will make me happy, ultimately? Yeah, and I, and I think that changes with age and stage in life and all those sort of things. Like, you know, with us at the moment, we've got young children, and there's a certain amount of drive and to be around them and the joy that it brings. Sometimes to be around them, not all the time, <laughs> but but you know, and I look at a lot of what I'm trying to do at the moment is to try and get what I need from work in terms of I still enjoy work and I still want to kick goals in that space but I don't want it to be at a cost of everything else and be all consuming because I still want to have time with my family and be able to switch off and be present um, and be be the father and husband as well not just the guy who goes to work for 80 hours a week um, because he's trying to climb a corporate ladder but I then might look either 10 years back or 20 years forward and that may change. You know, when I was 25, I got a real lot of happiness from being the youngest shareholder at Oricon um, and that was happiness and in 20 years time, my view might be different because the kids have grown up and left home and therefore I'm, I'm not driven to be available and present for them to grow up, I might be driving at something different. So I think it's really like the softness approach to your own understanding or your own, what, what you wanted, being 
able to acknowledge what you want for success or sorry, what you want to be happy for happiness in the moment or around now and be fine with the fact that it's different than it was five years ago, yeah. than it will be for the next five years. And I think, you know, you've made the point of, I, I still want to kick goals at work, but that's not that important because you want to be home. But the important bit there, I think, is because you want to be at home. And, you know, um, and that's you as a devoted father and, and husband and to be able to um, acknowledge that. And but, I, mean, I, I feel like you're torn still with not, I guess, because you're wired the way you are, I feel, in the sense of, you're so driven, even trying to do the union four years, that was meant to be five, right? Like in everything you do, you're full noise that you're sometimes compromised because you want to be the everything dad, the everything director, yeah, uh, the everything, you know, you just want to be everything that you do at full rate. Yeah. And so I think there's a, there's an element of the modern world to all of that that we get caught up with and I, I wish I wasn't guilty but I think I am of comparing and trying to put a front on who you are and what you're doing so that the, the, the rest of the world looks in and sees success you really think about that? I like I can't say I actively think about it but I can't help but think that there is it's there's an underlying to some of the actions we take um, that, and maybe it's not to show other people, but, but I still believe that we grew up in a generation where the, being, being wealthy meant being happy. And so therefore... Probably because you didn't have it? I think so, yeah, yeah. But I remember you saying like you would get to a race, you'd do a race, a, a triathlon, you'd get back to work and you and your, you know, I don't know what you guys do at work where you're smoking cigars or having cognac or whatever you do over the morning, but you're talking to your fellow shareholders at the shareholder meeting <laughs> on shareholder day. And um, after you've counted all the cash, you talk about the fact that you've done this race yeah. and that it matters to you that they look at you differently than the others or that it, and that when you told, when you told me that, that surprised me that the idea of caring what other people or someone that, I don't know, that you're different or that you're unique. Is it that, or is it that better than them or? Yeah, I don't think it's better. Um, I think it, comes back to elements of insecurities and, and recognition. Um, you know, there's, there's an element, um, of, of striving for acceptance and recognition. And there, I think there's, that's an undertone to a lot of things that I do, um, in terms of sport or work or whatever it might be. Um, the, the greater the accomplishment the more recognition and in the rest of the world's eyes. Um, and, and I still, I guess, value that recognition. Sure. 
I struggle with the idea of like I'm so goal orientated and particularly obviously obviously athletically that um since like I mean even since 2015 when I planted the the idea of giving up law and from that point onwards I was like I need an athletic big athletic goal and I've just upped the ante for almost eight years now and now we're it's getting to the point where I'm almost gone gone too far with it but I, it, it does worry me a little bit where because as we know you know I feel like I'm a better person with that goal and without it I'm aimless and I haven't actually found a a goal that um I guess inspires me or that um, propels me forward outside of the sport yeah and I can I don't know whether this race coming up will be um that'll be it or whether I actually go and do another five years of of the sport but um it can't be because I'm worried that I'll be less of a person to people that to the people that are important to me without it and that's, I've got to f- figure that piece out to go, I just don't, I don't see, and I've, I've come up short a couple of times where it's like, okay, not necessarily who am I without a goal, but I just feel, I think it's common that if, you, if you've got a big goal or a big purpose in life outside of your own responsibilities, then you're walking around with your head held high, you've got direction, yeah. right? And it's that purpose of, fi- of, of, of going towards success, right? However that is defined, that I think provides a lot of happiness for me. Yeah. And so that idea for me of success and happiness, I sort of feel like they, you know, I think you, as you said, you can be you can be successful without being happy. And I think you can also, there's a lot of people out there that are happy and that don't achieve or don't aspire to the success like we would yeah um but in any in any sort of space whether you it doesn't matter if you're high flying shareholder or or an athlete but it could be success in anything you do you can achieve that and that relationship can still exist with your pursuit of happiness and they're so so subjective but that's the purpose i think of of this of this epi- of this podcast is to be able to bring on guests talk to yourself on a on a regular basis to explore this relationship of success and happiness and how we can uh i guess merge the two because if we can i guess my point is if we can find a way whether that's you know using the tools techniques strategies that other people who have been far more successful than us or far more happy than us use that we can both aim to be successful in everything that we do but also have this consistent line underlying level of happiness in doing that then god that that sounds amazing why would it why wouldn't you aspire for that 100 percent. and i think now more than probably any time in history there's an there's an opportunity and that each of us possess to define that for ourselves um as I mentioned before, I think historically there's a very firm view of what success looked like and therefore if you achieve that, you should be happy. 
Whereas the world as it is stands at the moment, you know, those, those two things can look vastly different from one person to the next. Um, so to be able to talk to people to, in, you know, different forms of life and be able to understand how they've got to a point where they can, you know, either have achieved one or the other or both, um, and be able to have those, have listeners, you know, as you said, I guess just take, take some different point of view than, um, than what the, the traditional media or the traditional way of thinking might've been. Um, I think it's really, really powerful. I look forward to having you on each month. Perfect. I'll make sure there's air conditioning, air conditioning in the room next time. Can we talk? You know, it's NFL or, you know, I'd like the little side barbs. Mm. That's fine. We can definitely have an intro of, you can give the audience a little bit later summary, the monthly summary of American sport. Yeah, perfect. And, um, yeah, it'll be good. Sounds good. Awesome. Happy days. So that was it. That was the first pilot episode of the show. Um, I hope you really enjoyed spending time with Nick and I. That that does sound very similar to a normal conversation that him and he and I would have. So anyway, that's uh, we'll be doing that each month and I'll be bringing in a guest, a couple of guests as well each month and, and hopefully releasing um, and releasing an episode each week for you guys so that we can, you know, obtain and, and develop and learn the tools, tips and techniques of, uh, of, of reaching your own potential and finding and finding that success and happiness. Peace.